You're listening to What She Said Podcast with Shanae Hall. What's up, good people? Welcome to another episode of What She Said Podcast. I have a special guest in the building, but before we get to my friend over here, I'm going to go to my mama. How you doing, Mama Frost? Ooh, I'm doing good. I heard they shooting in the city out there. You... Man, don't start talking about crime in Atlanta. I, I do not sense. envy you and your job at <laughs> all right now. This is it's a real sad situation. And they was busting in Buckhead, I heard, before you came in here. <laughs> That's a true statement. <laughs> Just go online and Google it. Josh Powell, how are you, sir? Bless. Bless? Bless up. Very good. I'm all good. <laughs> I'm glad oh, you made it. Glad yes, to see too. you. Me too. Been a long week. But you here, though. The week ain't even halfway through it. Man, I've had a great week. I don't know about the rest of you guys. My week has been fabulous. I've had a good week myself. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie. And then we have a special guest. You may know him from A Haunted House. Uh... What is it? Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. He's worked with everybody from Martin Lawrence to Marlon Wayans to uh, Nick Cannon on Wildin' Out. So let me welcome properly Atheon Crockett. How are you, sir? I'm well. How you doing? I'm fantastic. So I hear you're in town to promote your new stand-up. I'm actually in town to do stand-up. Oh, yeah. to, to do stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have, I have six shows. <laughs> six. Oh. Atlanta Comedy Theater, yep. Thursday, Friday. Thursday through Sunday. Uh, and you have two on Friday. Two Friday, two Saturday, uh, and one Sunday. Thursday, we start tomorrow night, Thursday, one show, and Sunday ends with one show, too. Fantastic. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome Appreciate to what you said. Now, I've seen the first stand-up, uh, and so I'm trying to figure out how are you going to top that, because it was actually, what I loved about his stand-up, <laughs> if you didn't see um, his first one, it Really hit home on a lot of real topics, almost kind of like a how Chris Rock does his, where he combines real shit and then puts in the joke behind it. Um, so I don't want you to tell on yourself or what you're going to be talking about, but how do you top what you've already done when you, again, everybody says the first one is always the best. Right. So the first stand-up special, Mirror to Society, um, and thank you for saying Chris Rock, because he's definitely one of my favorites, and who I kind of pattern my, my style after which is basically to not just be on stage saying funny stuff, but how do you tie it into real life? How do you tie it into relationships and whatever you're going through? I, I, I put everything in there, therapy, you know, just everything, relationships, heartbreak, uh, politics. So, um, but how you top that is just stay, stay in the now, stay in the current uh, frame of mind. So I'm talking about a lot of things that's going on right now. I'm talking about the pandemic um, coming out of that. And then, my mind is just vast, <laughs> so you you gotta you just gotta see the show. You gotta see it to understand that my new hour is gonna be just as funny as as the first special. Nice, nice. Well, I personally had so many parts of the first special, and again, I don't want to give up too much. Matter of fact, tell people where they can go and watch the first special because I had to actually search for it. Interesting enough, um, the licensing deal just ended on LOL. So Kevin Hart's network, LOL. Um, we, we had that license for a year. So that was where everybody saw it first. And now we're looking for another licensing deal. And the reason why that's so important is because we own it. I own it mm. outright. Okay. So I can license it as many times as I want. Wow. So it's a, it's, a, it's a great business play. So it's like selling the same vehicle over, over and over. So go into that a little bit, just for the people that are trying to get into comedy and 
I mean, I'll, I'll let you know, I'm ignorant to the fact of how people get deals and what made you go out and get it started on your own. Like, that's a huge step. Yeah, so for me, um, I knew that Hollywood and, you know, the big networks weren't going to come to me and just offer me a special, right? So I was like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna offer myself a special. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to present my special to the world um, and get a deal for it. So I'm, I put my own money up shot it and we shot it in a way that we was like yo we wanted to look like a chris rock special we wanted to look like um eddie murphy cat williams everyone that's had really dope specials kevin hart i wanted to be well lit i want you know everything just has to be right the stage the background and we did that and again that's all off off my dime and so by the time we presented it everybody was like yo who financed this who right. what network was this on i was like no this is mine and we're now taking this packaged special that we did, me and my boy Delmar, my director, and looking for licensing deals. So instead of waiting around, and that's, that goes beyond comedy. If you have a TV show idea, if you have a film, Will Packer is a you know Atlanta native, great, well, he's from Florida, but he lives in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He's a great example of that. Tyler Perry also, like, great example of do it yourself and go get the deal. Right. Shoot your own stuff, because everyone's not going to get the idea when you're trying to pitch it to them. Absolutely. You're taking meetings like, yo, I got this idea for a show. I got an idea for a film and da da da. And they're looking at you across the table like, mm, okay, I don't know if I see it. I can't really get it. Right. But when you just show it to them and it's done, it's packaged, it's cast, and then you say, all right, I want to get a, a distribution deal for this or a licensing deal, you know, and go to different networks for it, then that's how you, 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 leverage ownership Mm. is by creating a product and selling it in multiple ways. That's pretty much the, the, the bare bones of the the concept. And you're doing the same thing with this next, with this standup you're doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm on the road now, just workshopping material, trying new stuff, bringing it all together, but it's all, um, yeah, it's all working out the same way the first one did. I got that same feeling of, man, I can't wait to, for people to, <laughs> to see this and watch me film it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm just workshopping it. And, and when it's ready, we'll, I'll put my own money up again and we'll shoot the next one and we'll go the same route. That's phenomenal. And just get more money each time out. For all the young entrepreneurs out there trying to figure out whether it's my brother who is interested in doing music, which he does also, Doing it yourself, believing in yourself, backing your own brand, and then putting yourself out there, uh, I'm assuming it's far more lucrative than giving somebody. Oh, 100%. Because you got to understand, like, we we all, well, some of us are younger. Some of y'all are younger. But we came up in an era of the 90s when, 80s too, 80s, 90s, where businesses, record companies, movie studios, they were the gatekeepers. Right. Mm-hmm. And them gates is tall. Right. Right. And half the time you can't even get to the gate because, right. you know, Security it's a, it's a whole other. Yeah. <laughs> you can't right. even get to right. the gate. Right. Real talk. So, look, they played the game as long as they could and and they did well. They made a shitload of money. Um, but the creatives have now figured it out. And we have platforms and we have the Internet that. That allows us to to put certain things out. So, if you're not making multiple streams of money and creating on multiple platforms now, and if you're if you call yourself a creative, you bullshit. Mm. You really bullshit. You can the power is really in your hands for your music as well. I mean, you know that. You know what I'm saying? This artist like Russ, who 
once a week uh, would put out a single on mm-hmm. on um, not Spotify, um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. He dropped a joint every Friday. He just made a determination. I'm just going to do it. He was creating from his home, produced, wrote, sing, rap. He does everything. And he put out a joint every every week on mm. SoundCloud until his audience just kept growing and growing, snowballing, snowballing. Toby and Wigwig. Mm. Same thing. Now he in a new Transformers movie. Right, but he from Houston, that. just being himself, grills in the mouth, his family. He got a baby on the hip, him and his wife, uh, Fat Fat. And they they built their own empire from the crib on the phone. Mm. Wow. You have no excuses nowadays. You know right. what I'm saying? So for me, it's just about having fun and figuring out how to how to dismantle those gates that kept us out of opportunity for so long. And not even in a disrespectful way. It's like, all right, the, the opportunity's here. Let me just figure out how to make my visions come to life without having to go through a bunch of red tape. Amen, church and tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Josh? <laughs> I, I have the utmost respect. You know, I've been following you for a long, long, long time. And uh, I just want to give, give you your flowers. You know what I'm saying? Ain't enough of that going on. And just salute you. You know, for everything that you're doing, especially being a part of the game, and then you know, you just giving giving some people insight to how they can be successful as well, which is something that a lot of times we don't do in our community, especially. So, um, I salute you for that. You know, I, I think that anytime we do anything entrepreneurship wise, being a boss, whatever, you know, your respective uh, craft and everything else, you know, it's, it's tough and it's a grind, and you got to stay with it and stick right. to it. So. Um, I, I salute you, you know what I mean? And and there are things that, again, I pick up, you know, from watching and seeing how you move and just how other people are moving. And I, I try to make sure I implement that. Yeah, on the daily. Now, I so appreciate salute. that. Yeah, absolutely. And from black man to black man, I appreciate you even saying that. Like, we don't give each other flowers enough. Absolutely. It's absolutely. Just even amongst the men. Like, right. the men don't be like, yo, I mean, you know, I really fuck with what you're doing. Yeah. I really rock with you. Keep doing what you're doing. I feel like in our culture uh, and primarily bleeding over from hip-hop and rap culture mm-hmm. everybody trying to be hard everybody trying to be you know the most uh masculine or whatever most right. gangster yeah. the most right. thug and that shit is exhausting like you can't even <laughs> go to a, a a cool out you know what i mean a little kickback joint without everybody being in the booth and just being overly Toxically masculine. I don't even. <laughs> I just made up a, a word. Right. Toxically. <laughs> but everybody but flexing, right? Everybody flexing. Is in play. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm tired of that part of the culture. Yeah. I love the music. I love the the get downs. I love the gatherings. Um, but I don't like black men being against each other all the time. We get this from everywhere else. We we get you know cops is against us. White people against us. Like we have enough opportunity to feel people being against us. Right. So it would be lovely to to continue that energy of what you just gave uh, me. So thank you, my absolutely, brother. Absolutely, man. Flowers absolutely. back to you. I, <laughs> I appreciate it. But, you know, again, just even outside of that, it's just from a love standpoint because it's so many parts to what you did in five to ten minutes that a lot of people don't even appreciate. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not only talking about you, but that's why I wanted to make sure you're giving other people how do you do this. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't even do that. Yeah. Like, we can't never build together because everybody's so busy doing their own thing. So I think that that's, like I said, I salute you across the board for everything that you're doing. For Thank sure. you, man. Yeah, and not only are people so busy doing their own things, so much of the time people are afraid that 
if I share this idea with you that you're going to steal my thunder or you're going to steal my light or what have you. And that doesn't have to be the case. You know, you just gave some avenues um, in talking about the, the Internet. And you talked about an artist who used uh, social media every Friday to drop music. What do you say to those people that's like, oh, my God, but if I share that, then I'm just giving it away for free early on. I mean, what do you say to those people? Look, you, you have to spend it to make it. So what you see as giving away for free, I see as investing. Mm. And growing your audience. So it may seem like it was for free, but you paid for that computer that you made that music with. You paid, you're putting money into you, right? So yeah, you you might have to give it away for free, um, but that doesn't mean that the return is going to be free, mm. right? For example, we all are on Instagram right now. Everybody's on Instagram. We don't own no parts of Instagram, right? Right. right. Instagram doesn't have rev shares. None of Facebook does, and they're owned by Facebook. But it's in, it's interesting that Instagram doesn't have rev shares. But I say that to say, me and Spice Adams go on live after verses and do an after show after every single verses, mm-hmm. right? As long as we're available, I think we've only missed maybe two, maybe. My point is, we're not getting paid to go on and do these live reenactments, but our audience is growing exponentially. Mm -hmm. So what happens is brands come to us, me and him, and we get individual deals to do different things for brands. Mm. So that money is still coming back to us in different ways. You know, so you can't look at the linear thing like, ah, I'm giving this away for free. So there's no return on that. And I'm just giving out, I'm giving away my, my magic. Right. You're building something. Mm. You have to look at it like, like that. Like, Back in the day, we used to have street teams. There were street teams. I used to work in radio. So in radio, you know, they used to send music for free. They would send the CDs. They right. would send the sample because right. they want the radio people to hear it. Right. They want the program directors to hear it. Right. They want the DJs to hear it. Right. There was um, um, DJ pools. Mm-hmm. They still got DJ pools. They just do them digitally now, but they give out the vinyl. They give out mad vinyl to DJs because they want them to spend this music. Mm-hmm. And it costs something to send those free items out. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got to look at that as an investment. But the trade-off is now all these people of influence are playing your stuff. So I go on as Dr. Devin, and I'll see the next day somebody, a bunch of people done ripped the whole live off my IG, and they got it on YouTube, and they getting rev shares and all that. I didn't authorize that. Right. But I look at it as, okay, the same way I would have paid a street team back in the day to go around town with my face on a van and to hand out my T-shirts, flyers, music, that's my street team. That's right. my digital street team. Uh, so what they look at it as, they looking at it as, oh, I'm coming up. I'm about to take his material, and I'm about to get my my YouTube partner money. I'm about to get this little Skrilla off of, off of the Dr. Devin shit or off the Versus shit with him and Spice. But I'm looking at it as, yeah, take that money. That's mm. my payment to you to keep promoting my name, to keep promoting mm. my brand. That's beautiful. Take it for free. Take, yeah. yeah, rip it off. Yeah. Because you're just making me go even more viral than just on my page. Absolutely. And the more people that's talking about you, the more people that's going to keep coming to buy your product. Well, how'd you come up with Dr. Devin Samuels in the first Devin place? Devin Fontaine. So, Pretty so let's, what break they call let's, let's break it down. Let's break it down. So, <laughs> so the dude, Kevin uh, Samuels, people used to send me his videos. And they're like, man, you got to see this guy. And I only literally watched... Two minutes of him just cussing some chick out and 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 asking questions. And he was saying some stuff that sounded cool, that didn't sound like it was wrong. 
But I was looking at his body language and his mannerisms. Like, he didn't want to be there on the – he's doing a session, but he ain't want to be there, <laughs> right? Everybody he was, was on his nerves. Yeah, he slumped down <laughs> in the chair. And I was like, yo, he reminds me of a character that I've been doing for 10 years named Fontaine. Mm-hmm. So what I did initially was introduce Devin Samuels from the template of who Kevin Samuels is. Mm. The template of this asshole therapist – who, you know, is, is rude is rude to the callers. And so I just used that to transition into the Fontaine character who is in my stand-up special. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I do a whole damn near 20 minutes on Fontaine alone in my stand Mirror to Society. So much love to uh the other guy, but uh, you know, I, I know he's mad that <laughs> that I'm even doing the character. The whole spoof. Because yeah, he on think him. he think it's a spoof of him. But here's here's the thing. When I spoof somebody, I call them by name. Okay. If I'm doing Russell Simmons, if I'm doing uh, Jay-Z, Chris Rock, Maya Angelou, I'm just going to say the name. Like, I'm this person right. in the moment. Right. The fact that I named him Devin to begin with was like, this is a whole nother person. So that's the whole explanation of Devin, Dr. Devin Fontaine. <laughs> you didn't add it on a new name, but he wasn't Devin Fontaine when I called in. He no, was... no, no. He had, to ch- he had to change his name. He had to change his name because we had to reveal his true self. Oh. oh, that was his coming out party. <laughs> he was like, I fooled you. I'm really Fontaine. Uh-uh. And I've been her for a long time. Is Fontaine gay? What does that mean? You mean <laughs> extremely happy? Uh, oh, yeah. wow. Then yes, I'm extremely happy all the time. Oh, Mind your business. Oh, oh, stay in my lane. Let me stay in my lane. <laughs> so, so since we have the man here and everything, and, and he talks about relationships sometimes, one of the hot topics by that other guy is um, the high-value the high value man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, what kind of women deserve him. Wait, do you consider yourself a high-value man? Me, Avion? Yes. Of course. Okay. So, so what's... Why would I not? I'm, 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 okay, okay. So, so make sure. So, um, yeah, I'm sure you've seen some of the shows with that other guy where he, he tells mm-hmm, different women mm-hmm. what they deserve and what they don't deserve. Right. So what does a high-value man look for in a woman? Does she have to have... Does she need to make six figures? Does she need to be a certain figure? <laughs> right? Does she need to have a six pack? I mean, what does she need to have? Because some of the women he's destroying on social media uh, and projecting There's, out there. Let is me bullshit. just say this: um, as one of three men in a room, it's to each his own. Different men like different things about women, right? Um, I don't think you can just blanket uh, give a blanket response to. What any man is looking for. So if it's a man that earns a lot of money, he's you know busy, he's a boss, whatever you want to call it, right? That's up to him and what he what he's looking for. Some men are looking for a partner, a business partner who makes her own money and they don't really spend that much time together and all that. I'm a romantic, so I would want more time with my woman. I I, I work enough for the both of us. I don't want to have my woman working her ass off and I'm working my ass off and we don't never have time to go to the beach. We don't never have time to take a trip. You know what I'm saying? I am enough of a brand and a business that she can come along and help my business. Um, I'm not looking for the six figures. I'm looking for a nurturer. I'm looking for somebody who's peaceful, who who loves me for me and and doesn't love me for the opportunity to come up. Mm -hmm. And you're loving me because when we get, when you get your claws in, you one day uh, during pillow talk, you're like, oh, you know what? I always wanted to be an actress and I always wanted, can you introduce me to, 
nah, that's not what I'm looking for. That's good information. So that kind of counters that. So you don't care about degrees. That's you don't what care I'm about saying. All that other shit. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want a, a woman that's not smart. I want a, a woman that is definitely educated and wise and and can counsel me when I need it. You know what I mean? Someone I could bounce things off of. Someone who's my partner, who feels like my friend. Here's what I said. <laughs> okay. I said, as one of three men in the room, it's to each their own. Right. I got that. Right? Uh So I'm saying there is no height, weight, look criteria that we can just blanketly say is what what qualifies a woman to get with a man that's so-called high value. There is no template for that. I was asking you specifically. And I'm telling you. So you don't have a template. You don't care. I have a template. I have a template for what I like. But you want me to you want me to tell you oh, I want a, a tall this that you want me to give you my dimensions yeah to see if you fit them not to see if I fit them why are you blinking so much <laughs> because I'm like you just said I don't listen but then I'm like okay maybe it's me it must be me that's what I was blinking thinking because the whole the whole thing is there are certain things that devalue a woman and this not this is a blanket thing that men say you know once you reach a certain age if you have a certain number of kids. And so I was asking you personally, not the three men in the room or in the building, what is it that you as a high valued man would put you, you know, you gave us some um, characteristics of a woman, but not like physical characteristics that would remove her from being what you would consider uh, an applicant or, or somebody you would consider. Oh yeah, see, I don't, I don't do that. I don't, I don't alienate and say, nah, you don't qualify or this or that. I'm attracted to who I'm attracted to. And I've dated women of all different shades of black because I love black women. Let's just say that. I'm going to start with it. You got to be black. Okay, well, that's good. Now we're getting somewhere. We can start there. You got to be black. That's that's my preference. Amen. Let the church say amen. Me, myself, and I, you know, that's my preference. I I can't speak for nobody else. Um, You know, I'm going to cut all that other stuff out and get right to that. She need to be black. All right, great. Okay. You know, my mom is in love with you right now. <laughs> wait, you I ain't going to lie. You, you, you're going to a whole bunch of points. But anyway, carry on. Oh, yeah, wait, no nah, that's, you, that's, that's... Oh, that. no offense to you, Josh. And, and look. <laughs> we still love you the same. <laughs> you, 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 you dip and dabble? Outside the color line? <laughs> I'd have been across the globe. Yeah, a former NBA player. Of course he I get it. D- d- look, I've been across the globe, too, but I, I found a black woman in every... <laughs> Oh, high five. In every uh, part of the... Dap over here. every part of the, the, the globe, I found a black woman of, uh, you know, at least mixed with black something. Amen, okay. church and tabernacle. <laughs> but yeah, that's just that just means a lot to me. Okay, so um, she has to be a, a, a woman of color. Mm-hmm. And then... And someone I find attractive. Like, I don't... I like a, a fit woman, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, a woman who can dance, a woman who's got a sense of humor... You know what I'm saying? All of that stuff is, is attractive to me. But again, it's not limited to that. Because me saying a fit body, it doesn't mean she got to be slim or I, I didn't date it thick, too. <laughs> so, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I try not to alienate because you never know who's going to come across your path and, and, and you will catch your eye and catch your spirit, catch your soul. But the black thing, that's, I don't, I don't move from that. <laughs> you you got to be black. Right, but he could come back anytime. Hey, what? To the pocket. I'm gonna give him a key. But let me, look, but let, me let me explain why I say that. Let me say why I say that because this ain't this ain't racial hate. This ain't. Right, of course. It's the familiarity of love that I have with 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 a black woman. Right. It's the 
we can we can if Method Man and Mary come on in the in the car, we both know the words. We know the hook. Right. You know what I'm saying? We it's that shit. It's right. it's the it's the we know the smell. If we walk by somebody and we smell sulfur eight, we both know what that smell is. You Hilarious. know what I mean? We know what the hot comb on the stove was. <laughs> we we understand soul food. <laughs> the movie and the, the actual right. eating, you know what I mean? Right. We, it's just I, I love that part of my culture, like a woman that know Isley Brother music, mm. Marvin Gaye. Like mm. for me, that means something. You right. know what I mean? That was what my father played uh, in the house when 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 we was coming up. And there's something nostalgic about that for me. So a woman that knows that, we riding in a car and and we hear groove with you by the eyes. We both is like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this that's unmatched. To have to explain that to somebody, it's like, oh. right. <laughs> There's just a feeling, there's a soulful energy to being black that I just, it, it equates to love for me. Right, I feel you. So, again, I'm not alienating other races. I'm sure somebody else could, could relate to it, but what I get from a black woman, it, I just can't get anywhere else. Mm, mm, mm. Much respect. <sighs> That's like music to my ears right there, just so you know. <laughs> No, no, uh, nothing to take with. Mom, you gonna pat him one more time? You gonna just pat him one more time? Stop patting that man on his shoulder, man. Let him love who the fuck he loves. We absolutely love Josh. I don't care what his choices are. (laughs) Dude, that shit. You know what, Mom? I appreciate you for all the shit he be talking all the time. You just laying the whole goddamn tree over on him. This nigga is in the shade for real. Case you didn't know, the shade tree is so real right now, and I am relishing in this moment. Roll back around. Uh, <laughs> Adrian, I have a question. So with the I just know <laughs> I got so many ready, but I don't want no smoke today. <laughs> we know you, you do. I'm all good. I'm glad you smoked. You know what I'm, I'm saying? But trust me. Huh? Always. Um so has there any ever been a role or something that you were casting? Because I went through your resume and I see you've had a lot of Parts and a lot of opportunities to do uh, different film, television. Is there anything that you've done to this point that you regret? Um, yeah, but I won't say the details on what that was. But it was a big opportunity, and I knew in my soul that I didn't want to do it under the conditions that they were offering. Okay. And I compromised on my own judgment. Mm. Um. Because as much as it was a big opportunity, it 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 went exactly the way you thought it was. I gonna knew go. it was going to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for sure, I mean, look, the, nothing's perfect. Nothing nothing is is foolproof. But anything that takes away from the love of what I do, the love of the the craft, then I'm I'm going to tend to skew away from that. So have you? Did you learn something from that experience that made you? Oh yeah, trust your intuition. Okay. Trust your intuition. Always bet on yourself. Because what happens is when you get in scenarios, again, we're talking about the gatekeeper. Right. The gatekeepers are always going to try to talk to you as if you don't know your own shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're going to always talk to you like that. Mm-hmm. Like they know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. What they know best is, a lot of times, what they know best is pass the buck and bureaucracy. They mm-hmm. don't really know anything about talent. Right. You know, they're going off of what, their boss might be saying, and their boss ain't in the street. The boss don't really know who is talented or what's going to work on television or what's not. That's why 
shows get canceled all the time and movies flop at the box office because they'll put money behind um, whoever, you know, celebrity, actor, whatever, whatever, and they think, oh, we got the formula, we got this name, and we got this, but the movie be shit, or the mm-hmm, TV show right, be mm-hmm, shit. Right. Mm-hmm. So they don't have their finger on the pulse of what's hot. Right. Like, we've had a lot of lukewarm entertainment for the past 10 years. Right. It's been some lukewarm shit out there. You know what I mean? Long gone are the days where we used to run home and watch the Cosby show Mm -hmm. every Thursday night. Mm -hmm. We knew what time it was. We didn't want to miss it. we was in front of the TV. Yeah. Different world. Martin, Fresh Prince, uh, uh, In Living Color. That was water cooler talk. Mm-hmm. Every single every mm-hmm. single episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'd be talking about that shit. For sure. We're still talking about right. a lot of those episodes. Love it. We're yeah. still quoting a lot of those. Yeah. When Boomerang came out, mm. Coming to America, mm-hmm. you know, is so many iconic. Iconic moments that we've had. And then, you know, again, we, we progress a little bit and, and the wrong people get in in position because they're somebody's nephew or whatever. You know, the nepotism thing. And they just don't, they're not in the streets. They not. They don't know. That's why the internet right now is so, it, it's very dope because, like I said, what me and Spice, what me and him do, or what when, I, when Dr. Devin's on, to see the real people mm-hmm. by the thousands right. on a live right. laughing. It's just scrolls, scrolls right. of hollering, of emoji, emoji, emojis. Right. I know that that means they are actually laughing because right. black people don't give it up that easy. Right. Absolutely. Black Absolutely. people going to. We do the opposite. We we wait, we fold our arms and we right. like, all right, this nigga better. We talk mess. We, and I do it too. Yeah. I know. Like I wanna make sure, like, is this how this movie gonna be? Mm-hmm. I'll be in a movie like this. Not <laughs> <laughs> with you the arm over the head. Yeah, I'm always this is my my comfortable judge position. Copy. So that's having your finger on the pulse of what's really dope. Because we in the moment. We, we know right in real time what's funny and what's not. So I trust my instincts when it comes to judging what is dope. Now, I had a conversation uh, a few years back. Do you remember when they first did the uh, two white Oscars when nobody mm-hmm. had gotten the nomination? Oscar two white. Yeah, and um, I had to, me and Jamie Foxx had a conversation. His position was we need to start creating better black films. Mm-hmm. And I was from a position of we create great black films. They're just not put up for nominations. They're not watched. What's your position on the products that we are creating as black people in our community? I think it's twofold. He, he is right. Um, both of you are right. Um, I think we create too many uh, slave products. Mm-hmm. Way too many. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm done with all the... I'm done with any movie or TV show that got slavery in it, that got n- the word nigger in it. With the E-R. With the E-R. Okay. The, yeah. <laughs> Niggas, that's, that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I feel like we fall into the trap of, well, this is what gets awards. This is what they call critically acclaimed. So we, right. we need to come back with another uh, cop killed a black person movie. No, uh, fuck that. Right. We don't we need that. Right. Where's our notebook? Where's mm-hmm. this a story about black mm-hmm. love and nobody ended up in prison? No one got stopped by the cops. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, where's that story? Right. Where's that TV show? Where's that movie? Right. Uh, we're, it, we're just happy black people. 
Right. Where the fuck is that? Right. <laughs> or those in like droves. Right. Where are those movies? Where are those TV shows? So that's why I'd be like, I do agree. We do. We need to make better, better uh, product as black people. But I would add to that and say, yeah, it needs to be more well-rounded uh, product because whether we're creating it or they're creating it, all we have seen a lot of lately in real life, on the news, at protests, and then in our creative uh, platforms is cops killing black people mm-hmm. or slavery. We keep seeing it over and over and over. How many fucking times do we need to see this story? I don't need to see it anymore. Okay. So for me, I think that's where it comes into play. Um, and then, you know, gatekeepers, again, we keep running to the Oscars for that, for that validation. But let's just rock with the Image Awards. Let that be our, our version of Oscars because that's a very prestigious award. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they really, they really try to recognize the people that deserve it. Like, when you look at the nominees for, for Image Awards, sure, there may be more people, right, that's deserving, but right. you can only nominate a certain amount of people, right. like five Certainly. people or yeah. whatever. But for the most part, the Image Awards, they get it right each year. Mm. They get it right. The, 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 the people that they nominate, you look at them, you say, oh, yeah, they, they did put it down. They, right. That person's deserving of that. I remember when they gave Michael B. Jordan um, some special award one year, and, and he deserved it, like, a breakout artist or something. Mm-hmm. He deserved it. He worked hard for that. Right. So for me, it's like let's just let's just focus on what we do, mm-hmm. um, and create more of those more type of stories. platforms where we celebrate us. Because no one's really gonna celebrate black people like black people, right? You know. One, of, I think one of my biggest annoyances is that it seems like black people, and I don't know. You have to tell me because I don't know if it's the gatekeepers or if it's the actual black people, it seemed like they cast the same people over and over <laughs> and over and over right. again. And they don't, like, white people feel like, I feel like they give unknown white people a chance mm-hmm. to come in and be a famous white person. Mm-hmm. But black people, it's like, oh, my God, he was in uh, Wild and Out, so we're going to go on and give him a shot. We think that uh, he's he's the one. He's the face that black people recognize, so let's, let's give him a shot. And, and it, I could be wrong, but that's how I feel. And then when I look at the screen, think about how long Nia Long was that girl or mm-hmm. Gabriel Union was that girl or Denzel is different. He don't count, but uh, Morris Chestnut. And you're like, so there's no other chocolate brown skin attractive men out there in all of L.A. that want a shot. There's no other talented, gifted men or women that want a shot to be the right. next. Of course. And then, look, there's there's definitely a formula because they feel like, all right, well, they opened up in this movie and it did really well. So chances are if we put them in this movie. It's going to it's going to do well. Right. Um, I'm not mad at, you know, them coming to that conclusion. I just feel like. If there's someone better for the job, we should probably give we should give it to that person. You know what I mean? Um, like one of my biggest pet peeves is biopics when they cast someone who's just famous, but they look nothing like the person that they're portraying. Right. I don't like that shit at all. Like I'm very specific about the look, mm-hmm. um, but that's just in my taste and how I do characters. When I do characters, I pay really close attention to detail. So if I'm watching a biopic on, I don't know. Steph Curry, just mm-hmm. for example, I I need to, to be look. light skinned. I need he got to look green, like Steph Curry. With light eyes, he got to be able to hoop a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Have the, the shoulders. 
You know what I mean? You gotta be able to do something. Right. But don't <laughs> not do something. Right? Yeah, don't pop up and have my nigga uh Lil Rel as Steph Curry. You know what I mean? That's not <laughs> it's not the same thing. Right. Not like, even close. Lil Rel need to be in the movie because he's he's amazing, but not as Steph Curry. Right. right. You know, right, 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 right. We wanna believe in him. You wanna believe in the Right, the, right. You know what I'm saying? It's hysterical. Don't <laughs> Don't cast funny. me. As uh, as Don Cheadle in a movie, hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. You know what I mean? Don't do that. Right. I can't play Don Cheadle. Right, you're talented and all, but yeah, that's not your lane. I that's, can't play Don Cheadle, do, believably. Right. No, I can't do it. He's that nigga's incredible, but we don't look alike. Right. <laughs> right. Why would you do that? Right. I'd be like, man, thanks for the job, but uh, I don't think I can pull this one off. So uh, so who do you think you could play and be comparable to? A Jamie Foxx with the Ray Charles, or you know, Gregory was- Hines oh. and Gil Scott Heron are the two that I've been talking about uh, doing for a couple of years. Mm. That's uh, dope. That you I, are or, or have the interest yeah. in doing. Yeah. And going under the the dramatic, you know, study and transforming into those guys. That's dope. I could I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to see you be that character because. From what I've seen of you, like I said, you were on our podcast before and you were so serious and you had a whole nother side. I was like, wait, who, who is this person? So I would love to see that and on were screen. Taken aback. I was <laughs> extremely taken aback because mm-hmm. I didn't expect that from you. Yeah, I know. And so to see you that fluttering uh-huh. at, at, yeah. The ego is in. Uh, hey, at least we know he has one. In <laughs> yeah. case we were unfamiliar with him, his ego works. No, no, I'm just speaking facts. Right. Because I dropped my voice. Drop my voice and lean into the mic. Right. Yeah. Now you feel oh, away. No, no, no. Let he me tell like you. I'm gonna side, tell right? you what makes me feel away. You guys may not know, but he has this thing that he does at night, certain nights, called body roll. Right. Oh, club body roll. What's, yes. What's oh my god. Yeah. I'm sorry. So for those of yeah. you who are not familiar, <laughs> I had to download a whole app. A whole new thing because I was like, "What is this?" It's that you're free. On? She she made I'm, it sound like she had to no no it wasn't money no no go get a, a pickup truck and and no 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 it, transport it, the app to her goddamn no, house no 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 it was not about it being so free dramatic. or costly but I didn't know I'd never heard of the app before but I downloaded he's like yeah I, I go on at like ten o'clock their time which is like one o'clock in the morning my time so you know I'm holding on by a thread right right so I go on I'm like the first song he plays is uh sixty nine by Tiana Taylor. <laughs> I'm like, okay, where's this going? And his goddamn playlist within 20 minutes, I was like, let me turn this off because I'm going to make a bad decision and call somebody that don't deserve to get none. I swear to God. I swear to God. So if y'all ever have somebody at the crib or you just in your own zone, goddamn, I'm going to tell you the truth. I text him. I'm like, so what song was that? He was like, no, I don't give away my playlist. Uh, but I'm going to need to know them first three songs. Then it was like the first five songs. Literally, mom, dope? I swear to God, 20 minutes later, I was like. It's called Body Roll. It's going to be a problem. I'm going to need to hang. I'm, I'm going to need to disconnect, turn off. No, I'm not coming back. So yeah, you, she don't come back no more. <laughs> so that shit it? was a live. Yes, he's like DJing. And he goes for like ah. three, four hours straight of just hit after hit after hit after hit. And you be like, the first, like I said, the first three songs, you're like, okay, oh, that's my shit. The next, and I'm a visual person, right? So he's playing these songs and the way he's mixing them. I was like, you know, your mind circle. I'm like, nigga, is this what is this what you is this what you do? Um, is this what you play? <clears throat> Shit, you know, <clears throat> and nigga, it's late. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep, Lord Jesus. I'm gonna pray over myself, and then I'm gonna go to sleep. 
So how did you come up with body roll? I love music, man. I'm telling you, like, starting from my father playing that music back in the day. So there's something about soulful music that I just love. So there was, um, during the pandemic, I was doing a bunch of different things on live. So I was doing this thing called Sang That Thing, where I had people come on live and try to sing. Okay. And so as many as there were some bad ones, there were some great singers that that I discovered. Mm Mm-hmm. And one night, one of them was singing some Boys to Men, and I was just like, you know, in that wave. And after he got off, I, I was playing some some Boys to Men and just kind of flowed into Jodeci. And then I was like, yo, I think I'm going to come back uh, at 10 o'clock and just play music. Mm. And, and my audience was like, yeah, yeah, let, let's do that, let's do that. So I started it on IG before they started flagging music and doing all that stuff. Right. But there's a certain type of R&B that I listen to on a regular basis. Artists that most people don't, don't play consecutively or back to back. You know what I mean? Like artists like her and Janae Aiko. Right. You'll hear that on the radio, but it's right. followed by you know the, the Marys, the traditional right, or right, yeah, right. The Beyonce. I mean, I play some Beyonce, but there's a certain tone. Like Beyonce, Mary, they're dope artists, but there's only a couple of their songs that's like body roll. Like Beyonce, Speechless. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. It's a very sexy song. Very, you know what I mean? Uh, sultry right, <laughs> song. Right. She she whispering her motherfucking ass off right. on that joint. You be like, whoa! <laughs> um, yeah, so so songs like that and artists like that. Um, Tank. Tank is body roll king. Oh Jodeci, they're the body roll masters. Right. De- Devante created that that swing of, of body roll rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, jagged edge. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just there's just certain artists. So anyway, I say all that to say, I wanted to do club body roll where I could play all the artists that I really really rock with, and and just present that to my folks uh, in a full like set. And I'm not even a DJ. I don't have tables and none of that. I'm right. literally just playing the playlist off my laptop. Mm. Damn, it's dope. a. I'm telling you, it's, it's a whole problem because it's songs that you don't know. <laughs> But that speak to your body, and if you're in Eric Bellinger, yes, oh my, goodness. I'm saying so, I'm like those type yeah. of Vito. artists, yes, you know, and uh, Alina Baraz, Kalani, those like oh, and, and you know division, like Divi- yeah, division heavy in the in, in I was body role. Like, oh my god, I'm on there. I was like, and I kept saying, I was Tiana like, Tiana Taylor, who is this? Who is this? Leanne Le Havas. All these artists I don't know, or that you listen to their mainstream song, but you may not. Yeah, know you don't know those other cuts. You gotta dive deep on some of these these artists. Well, he be going uh, deep. Kiana yeah. Lede. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them that I, again, I let, Summer Walker. One of my, oh my gosh, she's so dope. One of my favorite artists right now. Mm-hmm. Her music is so soulful and dope. It's like I just want more people to know about these artists mm-hmm. and not just go to the traditional route all the time. We love the traditional for right. sure, right? Right. But. Like she's saying, there's an energy creator. So even though I'm playing off the playlist, I'm still reading the room. Right. I can see my chat going and what they're responding mm-hmm. to. And and I know, okay, I've played an hour of brand new music. And they're like, who's this? I really mm-hmm. love this song. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. But what I know um, about people is they still like familiarity. Mm-hmm. So I'll drop all those new joints and then come with Chico DeBarge. Mm-hmm. Followed by a Marvin joint. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Distant lover. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to tap into the familiarity and then the, the chat goes crazy. Like, oh my God, you, I can't believe yep. you playing this. Yep. You playing that. Oh my God, you playing classics. And then I'll go into like 
some 80s. Mm-hmm. I play some Cindy Lauper time after time. Now that's hitting the, sen- the sensitive side, the, right. the, the softer side. And it's not so much body roll, but what it is, it's, it's emotion. Mm-hmm. No. So I'll follow that up with some Phil Collins. Don't do and it. Some, and some Tell foreigners, me. some, okay. some uh, journey. Right. Uh, open arms. Reaching all sorts of folks. Yeah, Don't and then go right back into body roll seamlessly. Right. And just take them on a journey. And it's whatever I feel the chat is feeling at the moment. One night we even ended on gospel. Really? Because somebody had just experienced a death in their family. Mm. So I transitioned with with Jonathan McReynolds, Mm. Fred Hammond, Mm. some Kirk Franklin. You know what I mean? And we just ended it on a on a nice uplifting for that one person. So it's it's a real community, but it's about the love of music. That's amazing. So you're this you're this comedian, but you're also a dancer. You mm-hmm. sing a little bit, you, you act, you do all these things. And so you take social media and you don't just do one thing. You don't mm-hmm. stay in one lane. What is that about? Is it to bring in new followers? Is it to just expose all of your loves? What What is that about? Yeah, it, for me, it's about not suppressing all of my talents. Mm. It's like, who said you got to do one thing? Right, right. That's a myth. And if God gave me all these talents, I'm just going to do them when I feel like it. I'm not going to ask permission. I'm not going to see if y'all validate or stamp it. Mm. I'm going to do it because I feel it. Mm. And I'm just going to present that. So if I'm dancing and doing like a real dance video, I'm going to my either some of my young masters of the craft or some of my OGs, and we're going to do a real routine. We're going to choreograph. We're going to cipher. We're going to do all of that stuff. And it's no joke. Like, I'm not clown dancing. I'm right. not you the style clown dancing. Like right. I'm not joking. Right. We dancing for real. I'm oh, sorry. We doing, um, you know, I'm paying homage. I'm paying homage to, to what got me started and what I still love to do, which is dance, b-boy, pop, lock, house. Um, if I'm doing martial arts, I'll do a video on that. If I'm rapping, I'm, I'm going to drop bars. Mm-hmm. Um, you got bars, too? <laughs> <laughs> you rap? I, I, I rap, that. I sing? God dang. You know I, I rap. I know I'm messing with you. <laughs> you know I am C. So of all the things you do, which one do you love the most? I love all of them. Yay, equally. Yeah. It's it's like, um, not to get biblical, but I always use the parable of the talents as as my my guide. The parable of the talents is when the master gave one one, he gave another one two, he gave another one three, and he told them all to do business until I return, right? The two that had multiples went and flipped them. And when the master returned, it was like, look what I did. I, I made a return on my investment. I took my talents and I, and I did this and, and grew the talents into like six, seven or whatever. And the one that had one talent buried his in the ground and said, I was afraid someone was going to come along and steal it. So I buried it until you got back. Mm-hmm. He called that one wicked, you wicked and unfaithful servant. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, so don't quote me. I'm not a Bible scholar. But... <laughs> But I just gave you the abridged version. The concept of that to me, though, is if God gave me these talents, and he did, when he returns, I should be like, man, look what I did. Look, at, look, I got right. this going on over here, and I wrote this, and I produced that, and then I did these performances over here, dancing, and then I did these comedy specials, and then I put these other people on. I hired all these people because I wanted to give them a life. Um that's that's going to be my story to to keep my foot on the gas and do it all. Uh, I look at Sammy Davis Jr., Gregory Hines. They did it all with mm-hmm. no limitations, no explanation. Mm-hmm. 
Gregory Hines got a song with Luther Vandross, straight singing. Mm. Right. He ain't tapping on the music, on, right. <laughs> on the song. Right, right, right. Him and Luther Vandross, Crazy. one of the greatest singers of all time. Right. Black, white, green, or whatever. Right. Gregory Hines got a song with him. Now, what is Gregory known for? Tap. Yes, dance. Yeah. But he's got a song. There's nothing better than love. So that tells me I ain't got to choose nothing. I just do whatever I want to do. Sammy Davis Jr. did it all. He played drums, Mm -hmm. horns. Mm -hmm. He could tap. He did stand-up. He could sing. Sky's the limit. What more can I say? Like, I'm not. So I salute anyone who's multi-hyphenate from the DC Young Flies, uh, Jamie Foxx, like, there's a why Jay Farrell, like we all do more than one thing. So why even though the 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 world may try to box us in mm-hmm. to one thing, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna enjoy my life and and multiply these talents, like God said. Amen. So quick quick question. Um I know that, you know, being that you're a man of many talents, as you said, and you service a lot of people, right? A lot mm-hmm. of people come to your page, they follow you for whether it's advice, whether it's, you know, to feel good, have a good time, whatever. What are what are some of the things that you do being, you know, the creative and the man that's in your spot? What are some of the things that you do for your mental health to keep you in a position to have that free thinking? You know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. keep your spirit the way that it needs to be as you're working, creating, coming up with the things that you're coming up with. Um, those things actually are uh helpful for my mental health mm-hmm. to do the the gifts, to 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 perform the talents. They they are real. They feed me. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm if I'm dancing and I'm just in a cipher for for like twenty minutes or or just vibing out to some music, right? That is a release for me. That used to actually save my life, man. When I first moved to L.A. and I was on my I was down and I was broke and I was trying to figure out how I was gonna pay rent for the next three months. Mm-hmm. We used to have these dance cipher practices um, at a church of all places. They used to open this church. A couple of churches around L.A. would just let all the b boys come in. And rock, and the DJ would be in there spinning everything from Dilla to you know break beats, and I would just go uh, to that dance joint like 10, 10 p.m. to like midnight, and I'll come out of there sweating. And I promise you, whatever I was stressed about before I went in there, go all the way gone. Mm, and, I, and and God was like, it's, it's okay, you, yeah. you you got this. So. The talents themselves feed me. That's why I do it so much. That's why I'm always on live. That shit is fun for me. Mm. You know, it's a release for me. Um, and then on the serious side, I go to therapy. Like, I have yeah. a therapist, and I started. I decided to do that about two and a half years ago. Uh, and that was for more relationship stuff. I was, I was dealing with stuff in my relationships that that's, was a clear pattern. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, before I sit here and start pointing fingers at the women that I've dated, let me now look at, what I'm doing to cause these patterns too. What am I carrying right. um, from my parents, my home life? You know, what is what is that thing that that um, I need to heal and let go of? So all of that stuff comes into play, and I would encourage everybody to do the things that you love. You know, I feel like my theory is the people who weren't brave enough to do what they love, right? That go to nine to fives every day because job fair in high school started conditioning you to think that you got to go work for somebody else and you got to get your degree. Then you got to go to college and you got to do all this stuff, get into debt, college debt immediately. And now you stuck with that for the rest of your life. We were sold this narrative since middle school. Right. For sure. I believe 
that the majority of people who never were nurtured into, into believing whatever's in your heart, you can actually do that as a career. Mm-hmm. That is your occupation. That passion that you have is actually what you're supposed to do to make a living. Mm. That doesn't make other people rich. Mm-hmm. Well, not in theory. Right. It makes the, that doesn't make the greedy people rich. Right. Because they want hamsters in the wheel. Right. And they need to churn out workers. Right. So school is that template for that. School is the, the, the breeding ground for workers. So my theory is those workers are now adults and they the ones that be in traffic every morning and every <laughs> early evening stressed out right. taking all those drugs that the they put on TV at night that you can't pronounce right. and they make it sound real <laughs> right. you know pleasant with the music and motherfuckers running through grass with their dogs and shit <laughs> right. but it's some bullshit drug right. that they're selling you for whatever ailment you're stressing about you got ulcers you got hypertension you got all of that because you're going to a job and you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. Mm. Your core and your soul is not vibing with this thing that you, you've bought into. Right. It's not vibing. So why not bet on yourself and do the thing that you love, the thing that you call a hobby. So you'll go to work all day, miserable. You come home, complain to your spouse or to your mom or whoever about, oh, I hate this fucking job. You're looking at the clock. You're like, oh, is it, oh damn, it's only 9.30. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was damn near 2.30. Nigga, right. shit, it's only 9.30? God damn, I hate this place. My brother you, over there like, yeah, man. You know what I mean? And then you go home and do some shit like painting, some amazing shit in your garage somewhere. Or, right. oh, I just do that as a hobby. People ask about, man, what is that? What is that? Oh, it's just a little hobby. Right. No, that is your gift. Right. That's your Absolutely. thing. Yeah. And that's the thing that's going to keep you happy. When I'm working now, I don't look at the clock. I'm having fun. Right. So right. it's not work for me. Right. right. That's, that's my chi. That's hard. I thank you so much for your time. I know you have plenty of things to do mm-hmm. getting ready for your next uh, stop and your, your tour. And uh, I can't wait to see you. I'm actually going to go check out the show on Friday. Pull so up. You, what's your Instagram? At Apion Crockett. There you go. So A-F-F-I-O-N-C-R-O-C-K-E-T-T. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, thank you for coming down and spending this hour with us. I greatly appreciate your time. I know it's valuable. And Thanks for having me. Oh, you're, you're so sweet in person. You're so <laughs> On the phone, sweet. Got, yeah. Oh, On the phone, she got she miles that? of shit to talk. <laughs> the, crib, the crib walking everything. <laughs> yeah, go. she be bucking up like, yeah, what the motherfucker ain't going to do. <laughs> nah, I seen this nigga around there and I... I can't stand it. Everybody say that about my daughter because that's who you but, birthed. But, but you see, what they, F, you birthed. You her. always see it go back to she's so super sweet. Though, you but know, then they call it. Then they say something different. What but is that about? I, Why are everybody saying the same? You thing? You know what's craziest? Don't nobody go nowhere though. So, anyways, on that note, thank you guys for tuning into what she said podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check you next uh, Thursday. Don't be fooled by the voice. <laughs> 8 p.m. Don't be fooled. It's not the voice. I'm I'm sure it's not the voice. <laughs> anyway, she start punching her. Amazing. She start punching her palm. See, I I told the niggas that I didn't want to be approached like that, and they gotta know that I ain't the one to be approached like that. Like, why niggas gotta do that, huh? 
Josh is going to straight Don't listen like, to what them. you what you think is about to be a cool little five minute. Yeah, I'm just checking on you, seeing what's up. Forty five minutes later, nigga. But why can't it's a, it's a debate? Why? But why can't it be eight? Why can't it be the way I want it and the way I need it to be? Because how come niggas? I'll be like, yo, bitch, I gotta go. I got some shit to do. I got shit to do. I, got, I ain't even ate yet. Why does everybody have the same story? Now I got to leave hilarious. without eating because your motherfucking ass kept me on the phone debating the color blue. There is a unanimous uh, conversation There's that I get. I, I don't know. have to discuss later. That's okay. That's why I'm in law school. All why, right. Why is it? Why in it? I, I said it's aqua blue. Why you say it's marine? It I mean, might be aqua, goddammit. You ain't listening. See, she's coming out. That's right. See, don't there it long. is, mom. There it is. I baited her into coming out. It don't take long. See you when I see you. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,